Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. You know, it always feels good to start the show off with that bump because of the fact that uh, we're under the gun, right? We're under pressure. Under pressure. Now, who sampled that song famously, Brad? You that was this. oh yeah, that was uh, that was uh, 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 what's his face, uh, Vanilla Robert Ice. Van Winkle. Yes, Robert Van Winkle. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Back in the old days of the radio station. Uh, we used to have to have our FCC licenses on the wall. You don't need an FCC license to be on the air anymore. But back in the day, you needed an FCC license, believe it or not, to actually be on the air. And all the licenses were hung in the control room. And it was interesting to see all the different names. You know, like, for example, Tony Stone was was John Wayne Millinder Third. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and. Uh, Larry Mondello was Robert W. Hauser, you know, and all these crazy names uh, that, you know, like, okay, like, what's your real name? It's almost like seeing the actors and actresses, what their real name is, like what, like uh, Cary Grant, isn't it, isn't his real name like Archibald Leach or something like that? It's something wildly less attractive. Yes, than, although, hey, you broke my heart by telling me that young Bobby Day was not young Bobby Day, right? You broke many listeners' hearts. Well, Bobby's got to be in his 70s now because he was older than, you know, he was, he, he was, um, I don't even know if he's working anymore. Last time I was in Kansas City and heard him was probably like six or seven years ago. He was working in the oldie station in Kansas City. And yeah, but if DB's delight isn't around anymore, like like what what will do you have to live, Brad? <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> yeah, you have no will to live. That's all there is to it. <laughs> that is John Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. The reason I spell it is because he has a website called johncombest.com. John is common spelling, J-O-H-N-C-O-M-B-E-S-T.com. Every single day, he puts together the top three stories that he puts on his website. He distills those from his entire website and tells us what the top three stories are in the state of Missouri as far as politics and all that kind of good stuff and government is concerned. And today, he's here with the top three for Groundhog's Day. Number three, please. Well, it was another buzzer beater at the last minute to pick which one fits number three because there were so many good ones today, Brad. But one of them comes from a Democrat from St. Louis City gives us a tremendous quote. Now, for starters, there's a state representative from St. Louis County named Jim Murphy, and he wants to set up a registry whereby members who are part of the federal work authorization program. So if you're here uh, as an immigrant and you're here to work, he wants to Jim Representative Murphy wants to set up a registry where these where these workers come in and register. And it requires private sector employers to to verify your your legal status essentially that you're not an illegal immigrant so that seems pretty straightforward a state representative from st louis city named marlon anderson questioned representative murphy and he said so if i see some guy like hey i can do mud and all that and i'm like hey i'll give you 200 dollars for the day quote how would that affect my business assuming he's an immigrant and undocumented 
And Representative Murphy said, well, you'd be held liable for that. You could lose your license if you wanted to. So a little bit of tension here, Brad, between the good old, hey, let's hire some day laborers that are standing down on the corner that we can give a little cash to, and the idea that employers should verify the immigration status of their workers. Well, don't, doesn't the federal government still enforce that e-verify thing where if, you, if they show up at your job site and you've got illegals working, don't they like shut you down and fine you and stuff like that? Well, according to the – and I should point out too that this, this article is from the Missouri Net. According to the Missouri Net piece, what Jim Murphy's thing would do, what his proposal would do, it would require private employers to, to, to verify, although today – Public employers are required to enroll in E-Verify. Well, I thought it was a, a rule that the private employers had. To, I thought that was gone, going for a long time. I don't think that's anything new, is that? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure, Brad. Well, I, I remember I remember hearing, I mean, don't you remember every once in a while they'll raid one of the, the meatpacking plants and they'll, they'll, they'll uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like up yeah, in I Iowa, do. I do. And they'll go in and they'll like arrest like 100 people uh, who are working illegally because they're, and the whole thing is just, you know, I mean, like the crazy thing about this is this open border thing. And it's interesting, the, the I can never pronounce the guy's name. What is Mariocas? What is his, what's his name again? Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Yeah. Mayorkas. Okay. The guy's on TV. He gets asked numerous times, is the border secure? He says, the border's secure. How in the, <laughs> how in the world can he say that? It's laughable. Yeah, I mean, you destroy all credibility when well, you say things that's like that. Like, that's like if you, if you had, if you, if you were like, let's say you, you, had, you were a, a TV reporter and you walked up to Tashara Jones and you say, is there any crime in the city? And she goes, no, no crime at all. You'd We've go, solved it. Right. It would, it would go like, huh? Interesting thing. Interesting thing that, that um, and, and I don't want to divert too much because we get number two and number one, but um, on my Westplex.news site, uh, it's an aggregation site, and we suck stuff in. And um, was it Wednesday? There were things put out by – it's interesting because um, the St. Charles County executive, Mr. Elman, he sometimes writes narratives, which are very interesting. And he writes them very, very, you know, hey, let me sit down and tell you a story kind of stuff. And he wrote one the other day that him and Mike Elam are on the, uh, what, the Regional Commerce and Growth Authority, whatever it is called. Yeah, yeah, the old RCGA. Right. And there's a thing. He went to some seminar uh, involving the city people and stuff like that about how you're going to fix the crime issue. And... He essentially said that what they're going to do is they're going to send out social workers to potential criminals, and the social workers are going to console those potential criminals. I think to myself, okay, how do they know who the potential criminals are? They'd be like saying, you know, the potential Miss America. How do you know who the potential Miss America is? Yeah. I guess it would be like the knockdown gorgeous. High risk right. or high potential, depending on how you look at it, Brad. Right. So anyway, they're going to console them. And, and his, his comment was, and i see if I can send it to you. It's pretty interesting. He said he searched the entire document. Apparently, it's a multi-page document. And he searched the entire document for the, 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 the two-word phrase, more police, and it didn't exist. <laughs> of course it didn't. <laughs> it's going like, okay. And plus, yesterday, I was listening to Mark Reardon's story, which, by the way, he contacted me yesterday, which is sort of interesting, and there's a whole interesting story behind that. Um, I bet he did. I bet he did contact you yesterday, Brad. Why do you say that? 
Well, we mentioned again on the show yesterday that he hasn't been too open to Brad's positive feedback. And I mentioned it on Instagram and I mentioned it on Twitter. Oh, he, that's how he he must have listened then because he contacted me about yeah, that. Yeah, I tagged uh, 97.1 and Mark Reardon on Instagram and I tagged them on Twitter as well. Okay, well, let's let's go. Let me let me write that down. I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to put uh, Jane Duker. And, and that was interesting what she talked about. OK. OK. Number two. The number two story is it's a sports story, Brad, and that is within the last year, the Hannibal LaGrange girls softball team right straight up 61 was playing a team with the remember, this is women's softball was playing against a team with a male player. The male player hit a dinger, hit a home run off the Hannibal LaGrange pitcher. And I mean, that doesn't seem very fair, does it? No. <laughs> Silver lining. Yesterday, Riley Gaines came to Hannibal LaGrange, met with the softball team, talked a little bit about her efforts to keep men out of women's sports. Riley Gaines also appeared in St. Louis City with Attorney General Andrew Bailey, Republican Attorney General. Andrew Bailey held a press conference where he talked a little bit about his efforts to keep women out of men's sports, some of the other things. Protecting women's spaces, essentially protecting girls' bathrooms from men coming in and, and things of that nature. But I thought it was pretty cool that Riley Gaines made a stop in Hannibal. You, you don't see a national celebrity coming to Hannibal every day. I'm going to say something that I know some people are going to go, oh, my God, he can't believe he said that. And other people are going to go, like, Brad is right for a change. Okay, Riley Gaines is one impressive woman. I'm I'm sorry if you don't like her. Indisputable. If, That's indisputable. Well, a lot of people hate her. I mean, like because well, of the of fact that do. that doesn't mean she's not remarkable. Well, I mean, I say one day. I mean, you know what? If she were 35, I'd vote for her for president. Absolutely. If, I'm telling you. I mean, she's what 22 or 23 or something like that. Yeah, she's she's very young, right? I mean, and and she's you know she's an excellent speaker. She has and, and once again, here's something that I have the tremendous amount of respect for. She, something happened to her in her life, okay? And rather than for the rest of her life go, well, I could have been number one, except that this man swam against me. And the rest of her life, she could say, you know, back in, in, the, tw- in the 2020s, you know, what do you call it? We, you know, nobody really refers to it. But yeah, we, in, don't have, we don't have a, a moniker for that. Maybe the, we should come up with one. We're in the 20s. We're in the 20s now. In the 20s. Back in the 20s, when I was an athlete for, was she, Kentucky? I think she was Kentucky. Yeah, uh, University of Kentucky. Yeah, when I was a swimmer for Kentucky, there's this man that's swam against me and you know what i've never been able to downplay that it's always been a terrible thing in my life and that's why i'm working here at white castle nothing against working at white castle but you get what i'm saying i mean i get your point it, she could have been a curb boy at steak and shake back in the right, day too. Like you're not, you're not being, you know, right but there. instead she has mounted this this campaign where she's single-handedly now she's got people who are supporting her and people who are like you know like you know taking up the fight with her and said like okay this is wrong and, you know, and the crazy thing about it is, now go back to the story. Did they lose? Did the Hannibal team lose because of that home run? I don't run? know what the outcome of that specific game was. I do know that the pitcher gave up a home run to a man in a softball game. I don't. You know, the whole thing is crazy. I mean, I remember, God, I, I could tell you of, of an old, old, old blues story. You know, St. Louis blues story, which one time we played uh, back in the day when I was at the old it wasn't KSLQ anymore, it was Y98. We played a celebrity uh, softball game against the St. Louis Blues. It was the radio station oh, nice. people against the St. Louis Blues, and it was for charity. And you don't realize how multi-talented these athletes are 
till you see them play a sport other than what they normally play. You know, and how gifted? Well, yeah, and I mean, how much all of that hand-eye coordination and oh, strength? Oh my God! I mean, I could tell you stories. Okay, number one. The number one story is this is one that's near and dear to Brad's heart. But there is a proposal in California, and we'll tie this to Missouri in one moment, a proposal in California by a gentleman named <clears throat> Scott Weiner. Yes, yeah, Scott Weiner, who, about him as you before. might expect, represents San Francisco. <laughs> and his proposal would mandate that in the state of California, cars do, are, are, have regulators on them that keep a car from going over 80 miles per hour, period. Well, he... he now, if Go I'm, ahead, Brad. If I'm not mistaken, he's taken it one step further because of the fact that if you have GPS in your car, like, you, for, if, for example, if you look at, like, if you like uh, Google Maps or stuff like that, or back in the old days, you had a TomTom or a Garmin on your dashboard, it would tell you what speed limit we were on. In other words, if you're on I-70 yep. uh, yep. out there uh, west of Forestdale, it would show the speed limit was 70. He wants to have it so that the car would automatically know what speed limit it was in, and you could only go, you couldn't go 10 miles an hour over any of the speed limits. In other words, if you were a residential area, your car couldn't, and you was correct. A, you're, yeah, you're, so you're exactly right, and I think the I think the max speed limit there would was is, is 70, which makes it 80. Well, not so in, yeah, you're right. It would it would regulate the speed depending on where you are. Not in Utah, you. Can go 80 and i believe in some places in west texas well i mean in 80. california right in california okay and so eric schmidt senator schmidt was on fox business yesterday talking a little bit about this and as the as the host brought up the biden administration often looks to california as you know they're the uh they're the they're the canary in the coal mine to tell us all the all the about climate and all these other environmental issues so eric schmidt had a good time on fox business news talking and eric called it quote one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard. Well, see, you know, it's gotten to the point where if you do business in California, there are 14,000 million laws that don't exist in any other state. And it's to the point yeah. where the, those Sacramento boys, they just grind out stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. like, you know, a matter of fact, you know, you probably, there's probably not a day that doesn't go by that I don't buy something, that there's the California, what is it? The warning label. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Proposition 6, I think it's Proposition 65, isn't it? Prop 65, six, yep, that's Prop what it 65. Is. Where if it has a certain amount of, you know, it, the, the, the substance has been known to cause cancer, or God knows, Brad, you're an expert on, on lawn equipment. I mean, the things that are on the lawn equipment well, about the size of the engine and et cetera. See, now, there's an interesting thing on that is that they've outlawed in Los Angeles, they've outlawed the leaf blowers, but they don't enforce that law. Did, hmm. you, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Do you know why they don't enforce it? I don't know, because all the because the celebrities want to have their lawn looking good. No, because of why the fact that the majority of the lawn people are guests from where? Oh, they're from Mexico. Yes. And because they don't want to impinge upon them. How you like that word, impinge upon them? Impinge, it's good. Impingement syndrome. Now, John. Yes. Rarely do I ever do this, but I'm going to blow up your top three. Oh, please do. Because something happened within the last hour that you probably don't know about. I probably don't. Bob Onder. Did he announce? He officially announced on 97.1 this morning at 625 that he is running for Congressional District 3 in the state of Missouri. Wow. Now, you know what? One of the things, there were two silly stories that I wanted to mention. I don't want to put Bob in the silly category. 
But Bob had teased during the, uh, the week this week on Twitter that he had what he called a huge, Y-U-G-E, a la Trump, announcement to make this weekend about his campaign. And there it is yeah. right there. Number three. So that should be number one on your on your on your list. <laughs> it, it would be up there. Yeah. I mean, so and what we'll most certainly see is we'll most certainly see a candidate from mid-Missouri. So there's a chance that this will become a geographic battle. Now, and once again, Bob Onder, right at this very moment, does not live in CD3, con- correct? That's correct. Yeah, he's in Augusta. Now, he's in Ann Wagner's district. God, you know what? Him and Lamping and all these people move into Augusta. I guess they just can't get close enough to the Hoffmans. Is that what it is? No, I think it's they can't get enough, close enough to Crapville, Brad. <laughs> yeah, they have to move both. They've heard that. They've heard that. It's like it's like Green Acres. <laughs> Green they hear that, like you know, the fresh Crapville air. Far. And by the way, for everyone playing the home game, it's K R A P. K R A P Ville. Farm living is the life to be. <laughs> Far life for well, th- me. Thank you for that news. And, and in real time here, as we go into the commercial break, Brad, I'm going to add that to johncomest.com. Yeah. And I do have a silly Southwest Airlines upgrade story. I can cover in about 60 seconds when we get back. I'll do it right now. Okay. So uh, Kansas City Star has a headline today to the effect of – I'll read you the the headline verbatim here. Missouri Speaker Dean Plocker sought exemptions from House policies on travel expenses. Now, I read this headline. I was like, oh, the last thing Dean Plocker needs is another bad story about travel expenses. It turns out, Brad, that when going to a conference in the fall – he Missouri House rules essentially forbid, forbid a member booking anything other than coach. And Dean Plocker booked a Southwest Airlines flight. And you know what he did, Brad? He asked if he could fly business select. Can you believe the entitlement of these elected officials wanting to board early? Now, as we know, Southwest (laughs) Airlines, the seats are all coached. Right, 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 right. But the audacity of the Speaker of the Missouri House to want to get – and apparently – I'm not an expert on this, but apparently if you fly business select, you also get insurance on the ticket whereby if something happens, you know, you can apply that money to whatever. Uh, But but apparently the Speaker of the House, he had the audacity to ask – if he could fly business select instead of coach. You know what? I don't understand that whole crazy thing in Southwest because I always board last. <laughs> I, I try to be the last guy because typically when I travel, I don't have any luggage with me. I, you yeah, know, yeah. And to the point where I don't care where I sit. And to the point where, to, for me, sit in the back, I don't care. You know, matter of yeah, fact, yeah. fact, all those people in the front, if the plane crashes, they're dead. You look at all the— Yeah, you know, right away, you're going to be fine. Right. They're going to be padding yeah. for you, Brad. Right. You look at all the uh, statistics— of the airline crashes, the people in the back, they always survive. People in the front. Yeah, they always do, 100%. They're dead, you know? I mean, so why would you want to be in the front, you know, where you're going to end up, you know, uh, anyway. <sighs> okay, we have to take a break. Uh, it's Brad and John Show, bjshow.co. I had to think about it for there for a minute, and I got it correct, I believe. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 